You are now listening to Sports and Stuff, live Fridays from 12 to 1 p.m. The only place where two college students join together to create the kings of sports. What's up, Sportscast? Welcome to the Sports and Stuff show, the kings of sports. I'm Adam. I'm Carter. Gabe. Uh, that was that was very quick. And I was on it this time. I was on it, you know. I, I'm tempted to, to upgrade you to blue after the show. We need to make we'll it see. Happen. We'll see how you we'll see how you do. This is your your biggest your biggest curve right here, right next into the agenda. I I I highlighted it in green. What do you want from me? I was gonna yeah, have to do the agenda. No, no, but I, no, you demoted to green. We you have to prove to us that you're you're capable enough to have blue. As we gotta color. stop this hate. No, we, we gotta stop. The, it's not hate. It's you gotta you gotta prove to us you have to you deserve the blue. But and you're not doing. You're still not doing the. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It, can we demote them to under? What would be under green? I'm not <laughs> higher. I don't know if there is. Highlight oh my, my text to white. Okay. Okay. Screw it. We're uh, black. There you go. You nice. can't even, you can't even <laughs> see it now. You can't even see the agenda. Wait. I'll, how long are you gonna take to get to the agenda? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, but whatever. Uh, you know what? You, you lost your privileges here. Okay, for today's agenda, we got some Boise State news. We got a ton of NFL news. Um, yeah, it should should be interesting. I think we're gonna put a majority of this episode on NFL. So we'll just see how it goes. All right. Uh, Boise State athletics. You know, we, we don't have some news. I mean, it's kind of a little off a bit. We've had some downtime for uh, football and basketball as we wait for the bowl game for football. And we also wait for the next couple games. The game to, is today for the men's basketball team, but we'll get to that a little bit. Um, both teams won after I reported on it. First time ever. You know, we all know that I'm a bad luck charm for the teams especially the men's basketball team and women's basketball. Basically every Boise State sport, we, we could go in depth on every single team that I've jinxed this year, but that would be too long. It would take the whole episode probably. Yeah, uh, it seems like it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I if we I would have put like at the end of the year, like a reel of every single time I've jinxed like Boise State Athletics, like the soccer team, the, the volleyball team. The football team multiple times, man. Real or like a full length documentary? No, like the real, like me saying it and then like the score right after of like the game that I jinxed. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be, too, be, it'd be too long, though. I know that'd be so long. Dude, that would be like going back to like my high school, like when I did high school reporting too, because I used to jinx them as, as well, man. And they're actually, they're okay. The funny thing is, is that after I leave, and like stop reporting on like the basketball team like I used to. They're like the number one team in the state. De- Hopefully, I didn't just jinx them there. But <laughs> you probably did. <laughs> Watch them like lose every single game now. Oh my gosh. Um, but yes, they they won. The men's team is on a hot streak. They were three and four, and now they're eight and four. So that's a five-game win streak. And now they who do they play? I know Carter. They Wazoo tonight. Wazoo. Oh yeah, in, I was actually in Spokane. In Spokane. Spokane. Yeah. No, you, know, you said it right. You said it right. I was I was there in Spokane the other day. 
Um, I was I kind of forgot what day it was, so I'm like, oh, maybe we could watch the game, but we ended up leaving on uh, what was it Sunday? Then you go yeah. into Spokane on Sunday. Me? No. Yeah, no, I I flew into there's an airport like ten minutes from my house, so I don't um, have to I don't have to fly into Seattle anymore, which is swaggy beautiful. Dude, the turbulence though was so bad. Me too. I, even... I hate Dude, it was flying, horrible. man. I hate on Sunday. Flying. Just like the turbulence over Seattle was like over like Washington was horrible. It was just like <laughs> like they and okay, we got first class and like the turbulence screwed over first class so hard that like the you know like the the waitress ladies or whatever yeah flight attendants they didn't do nothing they literally just sat in their chairs the whole time they're like oh due to turbulence we'll be sitting here the whole time we didn't get nothing you got finessed dude we literally just got good chairs and that was it like we we got these these boxed waters they look like milk it was so weird yeah those are like (laughs) it was so i'm like what what is the use of this this is what we get for first class like man it was bad for very first time in first class but it was it was very weird is that all the basketball news and the women's team won women's team beat warner pacific it, dude that was a bad game it was like 90 to 34 nine or something Jeez. like that and <laughs> they absolutely destroyed them and that's like the thing is like they're actually extremely good when i'm just not there so maybe i should just not show up for the rest of the year uh, that seems like the reasonable thing to do oh yeah also want to kind of point out that kittle jersey in the back Oh yeah, it's uh that it's a signed Kittle jersey. Did he actually wear that? Right next to a signed Steve Young like picture. Right next to a signed <laughs> oh, Steve it? Young picture. <laughs> is yeah. it the one that you got from like the uh the, We got like uh, we got like five, so is that the yeah, one that's, from Carter's one, crazy forty nine er frenzy? Yeah. The stories and stuff. Whatever that was called. Check yeah. that out. Yeah, but that is that that is a signed game worn jersey. It's kind of weird that it's like in like a in like a thing that's like looks like a shrine. It's on a mannequin, but uh, you weren't supposed to take the mannequin, but my dad took it anyway. So <laughs> you guys just left with a mannequin. They're like, "Um, sir, yeah. uh, no, exactly." Like, like they were stopping him, and he's like, "I'm, you're not taking this away." From me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Also, Cincinnati, really? I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh, man. You know, they're a really fun team this year. Um, Jesse Winker, outfielder for the Reds. He kind of carried my fantasy baseball team to a championship. Uh, I don't know. I just really like the way the hat looks. And I was just thinking last week, you know what? I want to treat myself. I'm going to get a Reds hat. You're going to treat yourself treat to, myself a, to a team I don't I don't root for. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to treat myself to a Browns jersey. <laughs> it's a special treat on me. Mm. Oh yeah, especially during the this Browns uh, Packers game, that's gonna be blowout. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Um, for football news, we got we got some, I guess, some uh, validity to what I said last time. I mean, what I theorized last time, as you may know. Uh, so Andrew Van Buren, as you may have heard, is transferring. He's trans. They don't. They haven't confirmed it yet, but it's probably most likely Cal, as what I've heard. Um, Wazoo also, maybe. But he is transferring. He is leaving. It's kind of sad. He's been there for four years. He's been, like, there, like, within the 20, like, within the red zone back every single year. Uh, He's been really good. He's been getting a ton of touchdowns. Even this year, he got a a ton of reps. 
especially because Holani had a pretty horrible year and uh, a BB leak, yo, kept on going up and down. But there's that. JL Skinner, <laughs> my, my favorite player, is coming back. Uh, as you may know, Carter and I have been on the argument every single episode at St. Mike about who is the best player on Boise State. Listen, I kept on. Listen, I, you know, okay. you know, I was right. Okay, at the beginning of the year, I think I was definitely right. I think it took a while for uh, Shakir to get like into the groove of things, but he nah. definitely at the end of the year was way he was tans. But it was also kind of not really a debate at the end of the year because what JL Skinner just got like ejected every single game. Yeah, pretty much. So it it was not like it wasn't like. I was necessarily wrong. I mean, okay, they're definitely one and two. They have to be one and Bro, two. Bro, like, Shakir, Shakir, Shakir had went, to be number one at the end of the year. Though. At the beginning of the year, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. He had ninety-one. He had ninety-one and two touchdowns in the first game, and then seven for one sixty-six in the second yeah. game. That that's JL, pretty good. JL literally had like three tackles for loss, and then like twelve tackles in the last game. Had like. Dude, he was in. He had like some big hits too. He was took out. He nice. was took out Dylan Gabriel. Shakir is the like, best player all year, man. Dude, in the first drive, he almost straight up took out Dylan. He's Gabriel. awesome. He's awesome. I'm not arguing that they're the top two. I'm. Well, I mean, they are the top two. I'm just saying Shakir was. Well, now he's gonna be the top one after this year. After Shakir's yeah. gone. Yeah. Man, they also had the team. Also had an Avalos family drive Christmas drive. Where they had, if you like get shoes and coats and everything, you can get those dropped off and they'll be giving those to the Ronald McDonald Foundation. I wrote an article on it for the Arbiter, not sponsored. Wish we were. But uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, if you have shoes or anything and want to kind of donate, I guess they're doing donations at any of the basketball games. They also have some. Uh, I think, oh, never mind. I think they actually finished it. I don't know why I mentioned that, but <laughs> I, I think it ended on the 21st. I could be wrong. Um, we didn't do that much research on this, but yes, on to the NFL. Okay. So, first, we're going to talk about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, who lost nine to zero uh, to the New Orleans Saints, who seem to have their number at least in the regular season. They lost a bunch of key players too. Godwin to a torn ACL. Fournette goes on IR. Mike Evans, did he hit IR? I don't think so. I think he might be back by the um, by the playoffs, but I think well, he went out. Really... Early. He went out early in the Saints yeah. game. Uh, yeah, how is all of this going to affect them going forward? Because those are those are really key pieces to them and. I, it seems like they're expecting Fournette to be out a while because they just picked up Le'Veon Bell. I love this for like the Buccaneers. I mean, not the injuries, but I love this for Buccaneers because they lose all these guys in one game and it's like doomsday. And then the Ravens, you know, they have over 27 guys on the IR now. It's like, eh, they'll piece it together. They'll, they'll figure out a way. I think overall this is just a random bad game by the Bucks against a division rival that usually has their number. I won't worry about it too much. I think they still have a ton of talent. Their defense is, eh. I think it can still hold in there when it comes to playoff time and they have an elite offensive line and they have Tom Brady. I think they'll be fine. Um, I have to definitely disagree. You, you said, okay, it was kind of like an oxymoron, I guess. You were like, it was a, it was a unique or like random win. 
or like a surprise or surprise bad game, but is also like a constant lot. I don't know what I'm saying. I, I feel like it was definitely noted. Like th- this had to happen. Like I think I already called it that the Bucks are gonna lose this game. Like they've lost. I think it, what they lost every single time they've like played for like the regular season. The only yeah. time they I think they beat them was in the playoffs. And that even that game, Tom Brady played bad. It was just because Drew Brees threw like three interceptions and had one fumble. No, it was Jared Cook. Jared Cook sold that whole game for New Orleans. I know, dude. It was bad. Like, it, I don't know if Jared Cook played like like he normally did in the regular season that like year. That kind of is how he normally throw. plays now, though. I mean, I mean, yeah. Isn't he on the, the uh, Chargers now? Yeah, I feel like Jared Cook is basically always on in the playoffs, no matter what team he's on. I feel like he changes teams every single year, and he's always on the playoffs. Just ha- he just happens to be. He knows no what he's doing. Why. <laughs> he knows what teams he's signing for, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I think it was ex- very expected. I think this this had to be a game that the Bucks lose. I mean, I I don't I didn't expect it to be nine zero. Like, come on, what? And I was kind of getting skeptical because I'm like, Taysom Hill, like, I don't think they were going to lead him to a victory, but I thought the cheat, like the Saints, regardless, were probably going to win, especially because they, what, they had Trevor Simeon or I don't even remember, Matt Castle, someone, they had someone in that quarterback for the Saints, and they still end up beating were, Tom Brady. They were starting Taysom. Taysom, I know, but like last game, last time they played. Oh, uh, Simeon, yeah. Simeon, yeah, and they had Simeon beat him. And they had what Taysom Hill beat them. Taysom Hill had bad throws. Like, yeah, he's not a very good quarterback, dude. It was like watching Taysom Hill versus Taysom Hill that game. I don't even, man. Well, here's a positive thing for the Buccaneers. I mean, you get the Panthers twice, and then you play the Jets, so it doesn't get easier than that. Yeah, like what they're they're definitely gonna win out, but like when they get to the playoffs, if they're not healthy, if they don't have Leonard Fournette, they're in trouble. And especially if like I don't know, like the Jets. They they've been kind of they've been up and down. I could see them probably giving them a run for their money, especially with Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette out, and Tom Brady can't really get anything cooking. Like I don't, that could be a rough game if I'm going to be honest. They give they give the Dolphins a run for their money. Yeah, well, that, I mean the Dolphins aren't exactly the talent level the Bucks are, but yeah, but I get your we, point. We saw the Bucks on. <laughs> that does seem like the Jets playing the the Browns right there. Like, That's fair enough, dude. I don't. All even... right, there was some controversial referee related stuff this week, as there always is. But uh, people were mad that Tom Brady got caught running over to the Saints sideline, yelling "Go f yourself" at a coach. Didn't get penalized or fined. I love it. I think that's awesome. But a lot of people were upset at that. And then there was also a blatant pass interference on a fourth down against the Seahawks and benefiting the Rams yesterday that was not called. So I kind of love this too, but that's the biased 49er fan in me talking who's been terrorized by terrible calls in Seattle for the past decade. But that's just me. Um, honestly, okay. I don't think I'm necessarily mad at the Tom Brady thing. But I'm mad that they didn't find him or flag him, but they did to the one uh I think it was it was the uh Bears player the last couple of weeks. 
against the Steelers. He literally stared at the sideline for five seconds and got flagged and fined. Like, that is ridiculous. Like, so you're telling me that staring at a sideline is way worse than saying go F yourself to running over to the sideline and saying go F yourself. Like, Dude, that's, I guess the thing why I'm not upset at all about it is I'm not comparing it to anything. Um, if you compare oh, yeah. it to some of the other stuff, then yeah, I would understand why people would be upset he didn't get penalized. But yeah, I'm, I mean, just this in itself, running over and talking to the other sideline like that, that doesn't bother me. But it also doesn't bother me if you stare at the sideline. I don't think either of them should be called. Yeah, I feel like the whole this whole year has basically been. Yeah, I feel like there's always one notorious fl- like flag that's always been just everyone hates. In this yeah. year, the taunting and roughing taunting. calls are getting out of hand. It's so stupid. Like, especially I liked it. I feel like everyone liked it better when it was like loose and unhinged where it was. You could taunt, you could do whatever. And then it was like, you wouldn't really, I mean, if it was like very, very bad, like very, very vulgar, then maybe you'd get like fined or something. But like, it, it's so stupid, like waving a bye and like doing all this, like doing a peace sign. Who cares? Who flipping cares? No one cares. Just let them play, man. It's way more fun that way. Yeah, it's it's way more fun. It's so stupid when it's like, what, you just get a, a big a game-winning sack, and you go like, like, yeah, and then you get flagged for it, and then it's not a game-winning sack anymore. Like, that's yeah, so ridiculous. They're taking the emotion out of, very, out of a very emotional game. But. Yeah. So yeah, as, as for the Seattle thing, uh, as I yeah. said, uh, the calls in Seattle the past decade have, and this isn't even the 49er fan of me talking, this is everyone across the league. There's been some really bad ones, specifically the the Julio holding uh, or pass interference a couple of years ago. And then Julio actually got screwed again this year. Something about Julio in that stadium, man. But man. anyway, I'm glad they didn't call this. But it should have been. And I'm, I'm glad for two reasons. One, just because of my personal vendetta against Seattle. But also, I'm tired of them rewarding underthrown balls. Like, I'm tired of underthrown passes being a legitimate form of offense. Because every time someone throws it short, yeah, the receiver's going to come back. And then, of course, the defender's going to run through them. Because what else are they going to do? And I'm tired of that being rewarded. But it's been called all year, and it should have been called yesterday. Mm-hmm. I just think that, I mean, obviously you hope for consistency, but I wish it would consistently not be rewarded when quarterbacks don't throw the ball well. I think, honestly, we should resort back to what we did. I know, okay, this may be like a little bit weird, but you know, I'm the king of unpopular opinions, so I'm just going to say it. Uh, I feel like it was way better. I, I feel like the concept of having your PIs reviewed was much better. I just think the first year that it was implemented, it was horrible because it was just just off loose and it was just a ton of chaos. But I felt like if they would have given it an extra year or so, it would have been perfectly fine. Like this year, I felt like there's been so many like pretty bad calls. And then that's the thing is like, they're really great calls that one year that like they had PI or whatever. And some of the calls when they reviewed it still, and they're clear still PIs and they still reviewed it. And it was still like a bad call. So it's like, I don't, I don't know if it's just a refing thing, but I feel like 
this was a clear bad call. And I mean, even though the Seahawks have been hor- like giving bad calls, especially to the Packers too, especially the 49ers, basically everyone. Yeah, we, we, un- we understand each other here. Yeah, like it's it's been horrible. I don't like, and this is still like, this should just be a premise to everyone that like there should be good calls across the board. I don't know why there's been horrible calls still to this day. Like what? We're so much wider and we've expanded like, made the league even better but we still can't get the like the refing right like what is this well one of the one of the problems people talk about and a lot of people disagree on is the idea of full-time refs so a lot of refs like that well refs like will go home on sunday night after refing a game and then wake up and go to work on monday and yeah i mean if you had full-time refs then they'd that'd be their focus. Like they wouldn't have another job to be working on and work at outside of work hours. And it, I feels like it would make it better. And you talk to, uh, you know, the guys that are consulted on TV, like Dean Blandino and Mike prayer or whatever, and they all seem to have differing opinions on whether or not that would help. But I feel like it would be at least worth a try. And to quickly touch on your PI review opinion, I, I don't think it would ever work again just the refs are so stubborn i mean do you remember the texans ravens game where deandre hopkins gets mauled in the end zone way before the ball gets there oh yeah and then they review it and still don't call it that's what i was thinking i'm like they still like reviewed it but it would still be bad like the refs the refs don't want to admit that they got something wrong especially when it proves the coach that's yelling at them right so they're just too stubborn for it to ever work i think I mean, I agree with that. I used to ref for a little bit when I was like in little league or like ref <laughs> little league. Dude, it is so bad. did Gabe like, actually. We all did. Do we all ref? Yeah. yeah, ref and grew. It's so horrible. And it's like you just have this one like irritable, like like coach just yelling at you the whole game. And it's like, why would I want to call something for you? Like it's yeah. so it's, yeah. it's oh so my god. Annoying. One time I had a I was walking home from work. Um and there was this mom in my car. I was refing like a seven and eight year old girls basketball game. The final score is like six to five. And there was this six mom in her car. Yes. <laughs> and there was this mom in her car yelling at me that I messed up a call. I'm like, do you really want me to call a travel or double dribble every single play? Because we're just right. Because I mean, we do we'd always like, do like those ball? those little kids games, and they pick up the ball and run around with it, and it it's all judgment like how how strict you want to be and yeah yeah Dude, so we really, we like, have we have more excuses man. than the nfl refs do yeah like for me uh i used to do like i just did little league football and it'd be like seven like seven on seven and it was like they'd always not line up right and then they would like yell about one tiny like it was like borderline holding every single time and it's like bro your your team wasn't even on the line correctly i've yelled at them the whole time like it's is bad and it's like if you don't want to do it at like a younger league level and then the, and these are like but that's also the thing is like it's way more professional so that you think the ref should be way more professional and it's kind of like in the whole team a whole league the whole coaching and everything should be way more professional but it it's just that's just been the underlying issue of the nfl and that's been um and that's like the refing has caused arguments of if the league is rigged, if the league is 
you know, fixed or anything like that. Or right. It's, it's so bad that you have people thinking that the entire league is fixed. Like that's a problem. Yeah. Like, and I don't, okay. I personally think some games look very well rigged. Like the, the Brown or the bears Steelers game looked horribly rigged, but like, I think personally it's more of a refs being very, very biased and it's the refs personally having a bias against one team and calling way more plays against that. And I think that's what happens all the time with Tom Brady, where it's the underlying thing where Tom Brady always gets the calls that he wants and everything like that. And I think that's true, but I don't think the NFL is doing it. I think it's more of the refs because the refs like him and they're like, Oh, well, I'm going to give him way less or way, you know, favorable calls. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense that the biggest like the biggest star and like the face of the league would get him but at the same time like you don't want any bias and all, all we ask for is consistency even if you're yeah consistently calling things that fans don't like as long as it's consistent then you can't really complain but we don't get that at all dude it's but. yeah that's like one thing it's like if you had a horrible if you want to change what pi means then okay we're all for it but if you keep on changing it like literally you could get a pi where the dude doesn't even touch them or like he touches them but like when the ball's thrown or tackles them and they call it a pi but like another time where the dude straight up tackles them before the ball's even thrown and that's not a pi like it's so stupid and it's like if we just had way more consistent it would be much better like man oh i could complain about refs all day but let's talk about the playoff race a little bit so as of right now, in the AFC, the seeding goes Chiefs, Patriots, Titans, Bengals as the division leaders. And then the cards are Colts, Chargers, Bills with the Ravens and Steelers uh, on the outside looking in. In the NFC, we have the Packers, Cowboys, Bucks, and Colts the division leaders. And then Rams, 49ers, Vikings slot in at, at three wild cards with the Eagles, Saints, and football team outside looking in. So given those listed rankings, what are your power rankings right now? Well, Adam, why don't you go first? Yeah, for me, you know, we, we had a very easy opponent last week. You know, some light work. Okay. <laughs> some, okay. some light work of a team. <laughs> yeah, one you know, play away even, from losing. I don't even you know got who. bailed out by a bad played. play call. You got bailed out by a bad Roman play call. I'm t- they spread that field out, Huntley scrambling in. That's wraps. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that. That was the dumbest call ever. Like bro, I agree with them going. That for was two, a Boise State but... play, bro. That's what that's what we did all year was just roll out and cut off half the field. Yeah, dude, but we all said Tim Plows is dumb. So, like, I mean, it's not like really anything. But this is Tim Jim Harbaugh. Well, John, I mean, whatever, Greg whatever Roman's one. it's John and Greg Roman's the one calling the plays. And, you know, he has a bit of a history with uh, mismanaging goal line situations, even with a mobile quarterback. So, man, Hollywood said, was wide open, too, yeah, though. That's the worst to say. Part. Yeah, like, man. But, you know, in the end, Packers got that dub. Like I said, dude, TJ, okay, dude, Tyler Huntley looks good. Like He's I don't, better okay. than Jalen Hurts. No, Jalen Hurts is better than Lamar. And okay, you don't actually <laughs> believe that. The stats say so. I don't so care really. What the Tyler stats Huntley's say. a top three quarterback. What? 
Tyler Huntley is a top three quarterback then probably, Must right? Be. I, I don't know about that, but he, he looked really good. He kind of looked just like Lamar, kind of like, you know, when Baker Mayfield got out and Case Keenum went in and you didn't know who was who. This is kind of like Lamar and Tyler Huntley. Huntley's more decisive than Lamar, at least yeah, for the I mean, sample he, size we've seen from Huntley. That's kind of how it tends to be when backups come in, though. Like, backups come in yeah. just, like, guns a-blazing. Like, they kind of go in hot because they right. don't know what to ex- teams don't know what to expect when they see, like, that type of quarterback where it's like you don't really know what's in game plan because you don't have that much film on the quarterback as well. Like when Alex so, Smith, like when Alex Smith first went down in 2012, I want to say maybe it was 13, but Kaepernick comes in and he's running all over the place. He's taking hits. He's throwing into tight coverage. And after he gets his deal, they try to make him into like a pocket passer and it just didn't work. Well, yeah, here's the thing. Um, also about the Packers Ravens game. They didn't start containing Huntley until the last drive of the game. Yeah, like and that's like the thing is like you don't really know what to expect. And the quarter these quarterbacks are playing for their lives. Like this could be their next contract is playing right. for this game. This is like their maker like he, break. He made himself a lot of money these last couple of weeks. Yeah, like the, he played really great that game. And he had to because that that could be deciding factor of if he might even start next year. I could see him possibly starting next year for another team. I feel like, like he's gonna come back on a on a short term deal. Or what's his deal Ravens? right now? Is it, yeah. I mean, why not? No, he's, he's there's no way he's staying on the Ravens next year after that game. I think another I team's think gonna take a chance. For I think him. there's still a chance. I don't think Huntley is a starting quarterback. I think I don't, I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't think you can chance. say that yet. But I mean, I who think, who would he start for right now? Realistic the Browns. Are the Giants? I would legitimately say the Browns. Giants. I think Daniel Jones is locked up for another year, though. I think they're going to ride that out until this contract is done, and then deal with it. I I also think they're going to. I think they're going to try to make a big push for Russell Wilson. I don't think it's going to work, but I think they're going to try. Imagine Russell Wilson to the Giants. That that would be insane. That'd be awesome. Dude, but, I would actually kind of like that. Not going to lie. Anyway, who's your two? Man, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. Okay, I got the Chiefs. And let me just say, the Chiefs, I I have to admit, you already see that Carter's happy when I say this. The Chiefs are officially back. Yes. Oh, it hurts me to say it, but they're officially back. But let me mark my words. If they, if they see the Chargers again in the playoffs – the Chargers are not losing that game. The Chargers are 100% not losing that game. They almost lost this one. They're, the Chargers almost won this one, and it was very close. They should have probably won that game, but they had too many mistakes on their own side, especially within the five-yard line that made them lose that game. But it, I think the Chargers still should have won that game, but their, their mistakes ultimately gave the Chiefs the win. But... I had to say the Chiefs are back because they, they beat them. And I said, if they don't beat them, then they're not back. If they beat them, they're back. So uh, they're, they're number two. Um, also mainly because there's not really other, like we don't really know who the good teams are anymore. I would say, and Carter and I were talking about that beforehand, but man, it, it's kind of rough. It's rough out here, uh, especially for power rankings. And number three, I got the Colts. And I feel like this is very, very high <laughs> for the shoe. Not on this yeah, show, they're not high. The, the two teams that I was talking about the most 
proved me so right this week. Ah, oh, it felt great. Where's the four of a shoe wallpaper that you were gonna have? <laughs> yeah, what should happened I, to the should I put it up? Read. Yeah, I get it, it up, up while I'm while I'm talking right, about the, the quotes here. Man, at the end of the, you already had it on like speed dial. He was ready. <laughs> he already he was he kept it strapped with the four of the shoe. I'm a classic Colts fan. <laughs> oh, what can I like, say? I like how you said. Should I just quickly bring it up? Like it was gonna take you a little bit to bring it up, and you just. It's like two clicks, but it's not that hard, dude. Oh my god, <laughs> it's my most recent virtual background. Oh man, that that's funny, but oh my gosh, yeah. I okay, I don't like it when Carter's right and I'm wrong because that's normally what it means is it's either Carter's right and I'm wrong, or I'm right and Carter's wrong. And it yeah, was we one of those don't weeks. typically agree on things that we talk about for a long time, yeah, but it, it makes it fun, you know. It's it's kind of like the Skip and Shannon thing, you know. Where, I'm Shannon. You know, no, what? Okay, fine. I'll be Skip. You know, I'll I'll be Skip. I don't even care. Uh, <laughs> you know, Skip is the way more a popular one, though. I'm just saying. Uh, I think he's more famous. I wouldn't say he's, he's more, more popular. famous. Yeah. He, he, well, he has way less popular opinions, which is it fits me. You know, but <laughs> I mean, the dude, the dude that he's been like worshiping all season, KD quote tweeted him in a compliment and says, I don't like you. <laughs> so funny. I should just start calling Tom Brady, Thomas Patrick Edward Brady Jr. Now that should be my thing. Steal it from him. But anyways, uh, number four, I got the Chargers, man. I would put them at number three, but the Colts had a great win. And Jonathan Taylor's just on just he's a stud for the shoe oh my goodness <laughs> but the chargers they, they still look pretty good i mean the other the rest of the league looks so bad i don't i don't know who's good and who's not anymore i would have put the titans up here but that loss to the, the steelers man titans um, might be dead i don't know derrick henry's coming back so uh, they, i don't know man back they might they might be dead they uh, <laughs> they might be dead they lost to, they lost to the jets even with henry you, okay, I'm just saying you you don't really have that much validity with saying the Titans are dead with a for the shoe in the background. I said they might be. <laughs> oh, what I do you mean? You the Colts are hot. The Titans yeah, are yeah, but they're very in the same division. Hot. They're in the so? same division, so it's like you know, there's there may be some bias there. If the Titans the can't beat San Francisco this week, they might be dead. And we say this too. This year with Derrick Henry out has. And this is awesome because I've been praying for Titans downfall since we beat the Ravens in the playoffs. But this just proves that Ryan Tannehill is mm, not that great of a quarterback. I'll, I'll give him the average tag, but he's been pretty bad. This he's year. been absolutely yeah. terrible this year. Yeah. Like just, yeah, I mean, just awful. He's he he hasn't been the type of quarterback who can single handedly win them a game, but he's been full capable of single handedly losing them some. Yeah, I mean he's he's decent when he has a run game, but it's like. That first year, he was actually pretty good, I would say. Like, when he first got there, he played lights out. And that was because he was playing for a second contract. But once he well, got that second contract, that, he... That, and it's it's Derrick Henry. Like, Dude, Derrick I mean, Henry's great. What what do you expect running play action on most of your passes off of Derrick Henry? Like, it, it, he was set up for success, that's for sure. Okay. Let's switch a topic. Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor? What would you say? Like, Who would say starting a franchise, or I need yeah, one if you, game. If you had, if you had, Jonathan, or okay, one game, 
one game, Jonathan Taylor or Derek Henry? Angry? Henry? I don't know, man. I think I was one game. I'm going Derek Henry. Yeah. But like game? starting a franchise, I'm going Taylor for I sure. Completely agree about the Derek Henry take. I mean, I think he is the best running back in football still. That's probably going to be overtaken here pretty soon. But I've never personally in my lifetime, I've never seen anything like what Derrick Henry's done. Like, if you need a yard, Batman is going to bulldoze straight through you to get it. Like, he's he's just on a different planet when it comes to that, and that's why I'd take him over Taylor. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think just in general, Derrick Henry is, without a doubt, the number best running back. He's probably the best running back I've seen. Like, he's, he's insane. He's like one of those players that you make on fantasy, like on madden that like has like the, all the buffed up stats and you make him like super huge and like he really huge. is though like <laughs> like i don't know how he's this good like and you don't expect him to be that fast at like that big of a size but he's he's insane i he's hope had... this i really hope this injury wasn't the beginning of the end for him i mean Man, i know dude, I, especially so for running backs the nfl does stand for not for long i really hope that we get some more elite years out of derrick henry yeah and i mean I think he kind of break, broke the mold of like running backs can't carry the team. And I also think Jonathan Taylor also is in that category where it's like, but the, the thing with the Jonathan Taylor is that his O-line is significantly better than Derrick Henry's. I would say yeah, but Derrick Henry. You, I don't think you can fault the guy for that. I mean, you saw the, the dagger play in the Patriots game. That was, there, that were, was there were free people running at him. Like mm-hmm. there were people coming at him that were him blocked. He made the move and housed it. Like that was yeah. him. So he's fully capable of doing that, even even when it's not a beautifully blocked lane for him. Yeah. And if okay, if you also think about it this way, if Derrick Henry was still playing, he would probably be at like two two thousand yards already. He wasn't he already at like a thousand <laughs> going in. I think he was in the nine hundreds, yeah. Or it, he, he's it was, still it was insane. coming into this week. He was still top five in rushing, which yeah, like <laughs> which is that's insane. ridiculous. What is that? <laughs> like, and then for the whole year, he was closer to being like I think it was Nick Chubb was number two, and he was closer to being dead last than number one. Even like, okay, that's how... even after this week, Derrick Henry is still fifth in rushing. Dude, that is ridiculous. What? And we're only two weeks left. He's already fifth in rushing. Like, dude, what is this? I mean, that's insane, man. Yeah, that's he's ridiculous. a ridiculous. He ended at nine thirty-seven and ten touchdowns in man. eight games. Dude, oh my goodness! And okay, with the Colts too, they have Naheem Hines, which is also a great running back. I don't know what is up with them in their running backs, but like, and that's also kind of concerning for Jonathan well, Taylor. Well, and think like, about it: before they drafted Taylor, Marlon Mack had a great year. Yeah, like I don't. Maybe they just make good running. I feel like some teams specialize in certain things. Like I would say the Packers specialize in like quarterbacks. They're pretty great at like drafting, I guess, quarterbacks. Um, the Steelers are great at receivers. Um, I would say the, the uh, not really this year, I would say, but the 49ers are really great at running backs. I feel like that's running backs are never thing. that great. We just have a good scheme. We develop yeah. linebackers really well linebackers oh yeah patrick willis and uh fred I mean, we had willis and bowman and now we got 
Warner. Greenlaw was a fifth round pick, and Aziz Al Shayer is actually way better than Greenlaw now. He's unbelievable. Their D line, their D line's also great. Their D line's also like they make it's pretty good it's D-line. pretty it's pretty decent, but we're we're still missing Buckner. Man, it but like I think that's probably one of their things. I don't, man. Would Derek it definitely Henry isn't it one? definitely isn't the secondary, that's for sure. <laughs> it, I don't think any team has a great like is like really great at drafting secondary because it's so hard to find a good corner. I feel like I feel like yeah. the Patriots are usually pretty good at it. Well, they have Stephon Gilmore, and that's probably it. The Ravens aren't too shy. They had Gilmore. It, now they got J.C. Jackson, and they had the the McCourty twins. And I mean, the McCourty twins were all right. Like they weren't like. Nah, they but were like good. a decent, a decent back end is like a great back end in the NFL or anywhere. Like, oh my goodness, I feel like the Packers have a, a pretty decent one right now, but it's like, and it's made up all of like backups. Yeah, I mean, like, Rasul Douglas came out of nowhere and it's all of a sudden like good. Well, here, let's even... let's talk about yeah. Baltimore secondary for a minute. Um, Deshaun Elliott starting safety, and I, of course, all these guys are injured right now, but. Deshaun Elliott, late-round pick. He's been a pretty good starter for us. Chuck Clark, another late-round pick. Really good starter. Marlon Humphrey, first round. He's been a stud. Peters, we traded for, so he's not homegrown. Jimmy Smith was a first-round pick in God knows when, like 2012, 2011. It's insane. Um, I hate Jimmy Smith. Yeah. We got Tavon Young. I mean, he's homegrown, even though he's hurt, like, every single year. And then you have Anthony Averett, who's another late-round pick. I mean, that's a pretty good secondary one. Helps. And whoever number 17 is. And, God, that man should never <laughs> play a snap of football again. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, to your point, it does seem like the Ravens usually have a very good secondary. I have a quick question. Are they? Is it a good secondary all the time, or is it a good secondary all the time except for when Aaron Rodgers plays them? And we had number 17 guarding Devontae Adams of a whole game. I don't want to hear it. I don't know. He's still got a touchdown. And Aaron Jones got a touchdown, too. Just a wide-open touchdown. Okay, Where's well, the, the thing secondary that happened on, on that the Devontae play? Adams one was that number 17 was supposed to take the inside of Adams, and Geno Stone, our backup safety, uh, was supposed to take the outside. Both of them just took the inside. 17 just got cooked, and then his Gino name Stone just stood there. His name is Robert Jackson, corner out of UNLV. It's 28 I was years Jackson. I was looking on the yeah, Ravens roster go. during the game, like, who the hell is this guy? And then <laughs> I look on the roster, and I can't even find his number. Hey, he had a solo tackle last week. He had a solo tackle. What was his coverage yeah. rating? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't like PFF. Let's Man, see. It, I he like to off of... He actually he played 16 games combined for the Browns the last two seasons. Man. Dude, he's a stud. But it was just Aaron Rodgers too good that like he made him look bad. <laughs> Man. Did you see that one throw where like Aaron Rodgers literally like it was not wide? It, the dude was triple covered and he still threw it and it was Yeah, like, it was line. gorgeous. It dude, was unbelievable. Was Man. My goodness. He's the most um, talented quarterback of all time. Dude, I, I I don't think there's really an argument anymore. Um, Carter, if you'd like to do your power rankings. And your five was the Cowboys. You forgot to yep, say that. Cowboys. But... Did I say that? I didn't say okay. that. Okay. Uh, we got the same top three. We got the Packers, uh, the officially backed Chiefs, and the scorching hot Indianapolis Colts. At four, I still believe in the Buccaneers. Uh, I believe I believe a lot in Tom Brady. 
and I think their defense will be able to hold it together. And assuming they get Mike Evans back and get Fournette back at some point during a playoff run, I think I think they're going to be set up well, especially since they're locked into a home playoff game, assuming catastrophe doesn't hit for them. I think they'll be okay. And I actually got the Rams at five. It seems like they're really clicking. Uh, Cooper Cup is having one of the best receiver seasons we've ever seen. Stafford looks Stafford looked really good yesterday against Seattle. They had that miscommunication on the interception, but he also threw some absolute dimes. And I got the Rams at five. I I think the, the Cardinals. I it just feels like we're seeing another collapse for the Cardinals. Like it just seems to be the yearly story. And yeah, I, I believe in the Rams more than I believe in Dallas, the Chargers, or the Cardinals. Gabe, um, I'd like for you to put some emphasis on that number one team as well on your um, rankings. You know, they played the Ravens. They barely beat the Ravens, but yeah, the Packers are still one. A win's a win. Uh, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs are two, so nothing different there. Number three, I have the Rams. Uh, I'm still sticking to the belief of them being the most complete team this year. I still think uh, they're my favorites to win the Super Bowl. Man, if you keep pointing at that, I swear to God. What? I'm just casually just stretching in my room. You guys beat a practice squad. Good job. Okay. Mm. Oh, what is this back here? God, man. <laughs> I want to throw something at you. Okay. Oh. Uh, so I have a Rams at three, uh, the Chargers at four. I think their, their loss to the Chiefs. I mean, it was a close game. They barely lost. If they would have converted on more of those fourth downs, which I think were right calls, um, they probably would have won that game. And then five, I have the Buccaneers. They're still a great team. I'm kind of a believer and I'm kind of a believer and not re- overreacting. So I think the Buccaneers deserve to be in the top five still. All right. Now on to the I, – I feel like these are all pretty decent. I feel like it's very hard nowadays, like, to do power rankings. This whole year has been horrible. Like, I don't think there's been any consistency with any of the teams. Like, I, I'm just going to – Yeah, I mean, this, like, you think about it. There's an argument for 15 teams to be in the top five, really. I know. Man. And it's like – I think our standards from, like, previous years for, like, the top five teams has been so high that, like, this year when there's, like – it has well, to be it's usually to... there's like one or two teams that you're like, will you take these guys or will you take the field? But yeah. there's there aren't those clear favorites this year. There's really not. I mean, right now, I'd say definitely the Packers and Chiefs. And they seem like favorites. the favorites, but yeah. at the same time, they could get beat by anyone on any day, really. Yeah, that's why I feel like right right now, according to like bets, they're at the same odds to win the Super Bowl. When I mean, you think about so it, the, the Chiefs dropped a bunch of games early in the season, and even on this win streak, they've had some close calls to some less than great opponents, and the Packers yeah. were a decent play call on a two-point play away from losing to the practice squad Ravens. So I, anyone oh, can beat anyone. anyone well, it is, but I'm just saying anyone can beat anyone right now. Yeah. John Harbaugh, coach of the year. <laughs> After that if, loss, if the Ravens make the playoffs, gonna get I coach think John Harbaugh is coach of the It's got to be. It's got to be Bill Belichick. There's no way he's winning that after all. Like, okay, it was a justified call to go for it for the two point, but like, <laughs> I for sure, I honestly thought that uh, 
I thought Cliff Kingsbury was going to get it. I didn't think they were going to collapse again, but I don't think there's any way he gets it now. Yeah. I think Bill Belichick's definitely, he's, he's unanimous. I feel like at this point, like I, it, it's not going to be Harbaugh because everyone's nagging over him about that call. Even though I think it's right. He's still not going to win it. I think definitely that's going to be Bill Belichick. Cause like why everyone's like, Whoa, he did it. He's back. He had one year of rebuilding and he's back. So I, I think definitely think it's him. Oh, well, we will see. Okay. I'm sure we'll have an entire awards segment pretty soon here. Yeah, that'd be really that'd be really fun. Um, on to the MVP race. So I see already real quick that we have the same number ones. So we all have our top five. For me, um, I have Jonathan Taylor at number one, but a very close. I would say one like there's a tie. I would say Jonathan Taylor and Aaron Rodgers are like the tie for me at number one. I think realistically at the end of the year, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers at this point because I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to be consistently this hot for the rest of the year. Uh, I know Carter's for the shoe and everything, but I, I just don't see it. Uh, <laughs> I'm a huge I, Aaron Rodgers fan though. So this doesn't make me mad. I don't think there's any way he gets it, but it'd be cool. You don't think, yeah, I think, I, I don't, mean, I think there's a way he deserves it. I don't think they'll fit it to him after everything this year. Did you see the NFL change their description on Twitter to JT for MVP? I did not. <laughs> Yeah, they the NFL literally changed their description like on Twitter to JT for MVP, and it was like what, and everyone's going crazy over that. But yeah, at number two, it's like a tie for one one point five, I guess, is Aaron Rodgers. And number three, uh, according to the script, it's number six for some reason, but that kept on getting messed up. I have TJ Watt, and I feel like TJ Watt has a pretty solid argument. I mean, it, he's not a quarterback, so it's kind of hard but like he's had the best play in every single he's like the had the game winning sack game winning tackle in almost every single game that the Steelers had and I feel like there's an argument where like if without him the the Steelers probably could go winless this year like I, no, I definitely I legitimately winless. think okay maybe like one or two wins but like I think definitely a majority of those wins were because of TJ Watt on defense their defense has carried this year. Like, man, I think that he's been definitely a stud for their team. And at number four, I got Tom Brady. He was number one, but he dropped after that. That was embarrassing. What? One interception. And this is the thing. He's been hot. Okay. And also I have a, a side tangent. I feel like the reason how the Bucks made him throw for 45 passes was because they wanted him to win MVP. But for them, pushing so hard for him to win MVP and throw a ton ultimately led for Tom Brady to drop in MVP. I mean, it could also be because they were behind all game and their tailback got hurt. But Yeah, but it was only by like nine points. So it's like you could just score one touchdown by like doing anything and then you still be like leading. Like what? And what happened to Ronald Jones? Is he, is he injured? No. He's no, not. Bruce then Arians they... just hates him. Yeah. Why? That's that's just dumb, but okay, whatever. And at number five, I got Cooper Cup. He's been really great. Um, he's had an insane season. I feel like he's super underrated still. Like I feel like people are like kind of forgetting about him because the whole like they like the whole storyline in L.A. is oh Matt Stafford's here, but they're kind of forgetting about Cooper Cup. So it's kind of it's kind of stupid. But I would put him at number five. 
All right, I'll run through quickly. I got Jonathan Taylor at one. I actually put Cup at two. I mean, he's going to win the Triple Crown of receiving, and he's just been incredible. He's been uncoverable in man and zone. It it doesn't matter. At three, I have Rodgers, although I think there's no way that the NFL will give it to him. He's been playing out of his mind on one of the best teams in the league. At four, I still have Brady. I can't drop him out, but that performance really hurt him to see him lose his playmakers and just have the whole offense completely die out really, I think, hurt his case quite a bit. And I got Mahomes at five. I think even his bad stretch was super overstated by some people. Uh, it wasn't Mahomes at his best, but it also was not nearly as bad as people were talking about. And he had a bit of a rough game for a while last week, but he bounced back and really kind of put them on his back along with Kelsey to go get that win. Okay, and then for mine, I think the top four is like razor-thin margins. Uh, Taylor, number one, he's the main reason the Colts are as good as they are right now. Um, number two, I still have Tom Brady. I think that his game was a little bit overhated. It was a terrible game by Brady, but, man, this is a long season. One game's not going to shake up an MVP case, I feel like. Um Three, I have Aaron Rodgers. Him and Brady are kind of on the same tier for me. Four, I have Cooper Cup. He's on a historic season. Wide receivers shouldn't be in this conversation usually, but he's making a case for it. And then number five, Patrick Mahomes. I agree with everything that Carter said. He's still awesome. Man. All right. Pretty, pretty insane. On to okay, our now, last thing, what's your wager? What's your wager? Okay, so I picked the uh, game this week. Uh, I picked the Colts-Cardinals. Should be an interesting one. So, as you know, we have to pick what team we think will win, and we will have to choose the winner and wager one through five points. Last week, uh, Carter, we all lost our game locks. I th- yeah, we all lost them. But Carter and I did win the wager game of the week. So we get, I think it was two points. Right, no, Carter wagered five. I did five. five. I did we, five. Carter wagered five. I felt so good. He's, so I think we're tied at this. No, because I had I five don't know. We'll last calcul- week. We'll calculate plus, it after this. Okay, wait. Five plus two is seven. So you, I'm at seven. You're at five. And then Gabe's at zero. T-Lod didn't or, have No, he's at negative two. No, okay. said negative, I'm at seven, two. We'll calculate it after. Give me that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'll go first. My three picks are Cowboys over Washington, Chargers over Texans, and Bucks over Panthers for the game locks. And I'm going to wager three on the Colts. All right. Uh, Gabe, if you want to go next. Okay. I have the Chargers over Texans, Buccaneers over Panthers. I just realized I'm wearing a Cincinnati hat right now, and the Ravens play the Bengals. Well done. Oh, wow. Well Because done. you thought it was so great. You're My like, bad. Oh, okay, yeah. it looks cool. Uh, I'll wear a losing team's hat that I love. Uh, so I'm going to take the Ravens over the Bengals. Eli Apple is talking a lot right now. I think it's going to come back to bite him. And then I feel like I have to take this because I'm going to go to the game, but I'm going to take the Seahawks over the Bears. And then also that game. Yes, sir. It's going to be freezing. And then my wager, I'll take the Colts. Just one point, though. I don't feel confident in that game at all. All right. For me, for the wager game. uh, Oh, I think I think I got to go with the Cardinals here. I'll wager. I don't know one point no I'll, I'll wager two points two points on the cardinals and for my locks i have the packers over the browns the chargers over the texans 
And I also not my not my most confident one, but I got the Eagles over the Giants. All right. Is that all the picks for this week? Yep. I think we got them all. All right. Uh, Carter, would you like to do the outro? Sure. All right. That's all the time we have on today's episode. On behalf of Gabe, Adam, and I, we want to say thank you for listening to the Sports and Stuff show. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Sports and Stuff show, Twitter at SNS underscore show, and TikTok at Sports and Stuff show. Make sure you listen to our future episodes. We won't be on University Pulse for a couple more weeks, but we'll be on all platforms. They will go live on Fridays. Uh, Thank you again, and we will see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.